Our newest show, Joe and I are going to be talking about uh, the old Nintendo Switch there, and uh, we are calling this the Lupra's Driftcast. Welcome, Hi. everyone. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Sorry I cut you off there. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, I'm Joe. Uh, that's Kalai. Um, I'm good. I'm good today. Uh, it's, it's We've been talking. It's, it's funny because it's like it's, this is all coming full circle because it's kind of how we met. We wanted to do a Nintendo podcast, so I think it's funny that we're actually doing a Nintendo podcast now. So, I, yeah, I know it's it's really really funny that we're doing this, and this is definitely how we met. This is our love. We intend to talk about Nintendo, so you're not going to hear us talking about trophies. You're not going to be going hearing somebody going trophy in the middle of my podcast. Hint, hint, Joe. Told me no. <laughs> Listen, if I pop a trophy, it, it'll happen, but who knows? <laughs> We'll see. Okay. So let's start off with all of our shows, because this is a Loop Brothers, with our toast. I would like to toast to you, Joe, and to the creation of our new show, the Nintendo Driftcast. I'm going to toast with this empty bottle of Gatorade, because nothing says a toast to a new show like an empty bottle of Gatorade. Glug, 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 glug. So we're going to start off with our first segment, which will be what's in our Switch. We're going to talk about a game we've been playing on the Switch that we think that you should also pick up. So, Joe, what's in your Switch? Uh, Currently in my Switch is Disgaea 6, and I would rather not talk about that game. (laughs) 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 So, well, I'll go into a little detail. So I was playing Disguise 6 on my Switch for about 10 hours, 7 to 10 hours the other night. And, you know, the Switch has this lovely feature where you can put it in rest mode. Uh, most con- uh, modern-day consoles have that, where you can just put the console in rest mode, and it kind of just like, hey, like, you can come back to it later. But the Switch has this nasty feature where if you're playing something physical and you have a cartridge, um, if you set down your Switch the wrong way, it can, like, knock the cartridge loose. And, yeah, that happened to me. So I lost 7 hours of gameplay. Save early, save often. You know what? Yeah, it's good advice. It's your first tip of the day. <laughs> save early and save often. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. So I'm loving the game. I'm about, I would say, I'm seven and a half hours in before my save file went down. So I would say I probably would have been at like 10 hours or maybe even 14 hours. I probably would have doubled that time. It sucked. So I was on this one map and I was stuck for a while. So I went and auto grind because you could auto grind this one. So you can kind of send all your people into like weapon world or wherever you want to go. And you can equip them with whatever you want to equip them with. And then you can just set the battle to auto and then just watch TV with my wife. And I don't actually have to play the game. And it's really cool because the way the item world works, if anyone's familiar with the Skya, um, the item worlds where you can battle inside your items and make them stronger. And the cool thing about the item world in this one, or in most of them, is that you can battle endlessly until your guys die. So 
Now, you if get, your guys die, do they do you lose your progress? No, you go back to the you go back to the base. You never get game over in Disgaea. You just go back to the base. But do you keep retain everything you've? You do retain everything. Yep. Then. Yep. Okay. So there's no reason to not die. So you could just put it on endless loop, and you could also do this with maps. I found out, which I didn't know that, which is a really cool tip for you guys. So if you get to a map where you can gain like a hell of a lot of experience, you can do that. You can just like put it on auto and then repeat. And it will just keep repeating the same map. All the computer will keep playing the same map over and over for you. You can just power grind. It could break the game. Like honestly, I was reading online the other day. I was like, I could beat the game today if I want to. So I could just break it. Like I'd leave it on for twenty hours and just come back. All my guys will be like nine hundred ninety nine. Well, nine thousand or nine hundred nine hundred million nine hundred thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> Jesus. Here's here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. How does this rank as opposed to the difficulty level to somebody who hasn't played an RPG? Like, what kind of experience do you need to play Disgaea 6? Um, with any of the Disgaea games or any of the Nipponichi software games, well, any of their grid-based RPGs, I would say there's a steep learning curve. But once you get past the learning curve and how, like, all the different systems work in the game, it's pretty simplistic, honestly. Um, I say they really uh, streamline this one to be more accessible for newer players rather than old hats like myself who've been playing this game for 20 something years now which is crazy to think that it's been that long since i played disgaea but uh yeah i mean that's what i've been playing i i, th- I think that i'm going to continue playing it honestly i recommend it to anybody who likes uh JR- jrpgs and likes things where they can have like a time sink and really put like some time into a game because I-, I probably see myself putting a couple hundred hours into this one like most of the other ones i've had so what's in your switch I'm currently playing Dragon Quest Eleven for our backlog beatdown. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna knock it off my list and then come back to it, but I just can't stop playing. It's so cute. It's are absolutely you, so cute. So when you beat it, are you gonna play it again on Game Pass? Uh, no, I'm not. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I didn't know if you wanted to play it with uh with those sweet Xbox graphics. I don't care about trophies. I don't care about achievements. And I actually want to get my backlog down. And so if I, I don't have the energy to replay an 80 hour game. I mean, it's a Nintendo. I mean, let's keep let's keep the conversation on Nintendo. Let's try not to swerve a little bit or, or drift. Um. <laughs> well, if it's about Nintendo, we can't help it. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, yeah, but how, how are you liking the game? Because I mean... I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan. Always have been. I like Dragon Quest more than I like Final Fantasy, which is kind of hard to believe because I love Final Fantasy. But I, I, my favorite RPG series of all time is either Lunar Silver Star Story or if it's a series, it's probably not Lunar because I really don't like the second game as much as the first game. But if I had to talk about like one series that I love dearly and it's like dear and dear and dear to me, it's definitely um, Dragon Quest. I'm floored by the difficulty level. <laughs> of this game because to me it is really easy um it's funny that you say that because the game doesn't it, it doesn't do what most rpgs do modern rpgs it doesn't scale so like things kind of get stuck where they are so if you like even the way the system works though like the weapon system and the fact that you can like equip like frizz or like any other like ability to a weapon now you can wipe things out with like no problem now and the magic is like super overpowered in this game and i feel like the weaknesses are like really like it's kind of like playing shimigami where like the weaknesses really make a difference so like if you hit something with a weakness it like takes it out well yeah but, but like there's there's actually a lot of handhold holding in this game i 100 I, I i i i agree but i also feel that the way the game was designed 
it, it's all about the journey and not about the and not necessarily about the gameplay. Unfortunately, the the gameplay is never something that's always enticing about a Dragon Quest game. It's always tried and true turn based RPG. It's, it's like it's so tried and true to the point where like it's been the same for like the last like forever. Right, but I expect with a JRPG to have to grind, grind, grind. I'm barely uh, grinding in that game. I feel like in the beginning, in the beginning of the game, the very beginning, there's a part where you hit like one wall, and then once you surpass that wall, you're good. There's nothing yeah. else. There's no other walls in the game. Yeah, and I, I feel like I'd... some of the puzzles in that game are really obtruse. But other than that, the game is pretty simplistic. Yeah, I think I got to a point with like the uh, octopus where I just got stuck. I had to gr- grind. I, I did a 10 minute, 15 minute grind and then I could pass it. I'm stuck again. Way what, past. My... What level are you? Oh, I'm like level 40. I'm like way past you. I think I'm close to beating the game. There you go. So if you're looking for an easy RPG, I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't know what like it is to, to if you want to play it on a different system. to like. Uh, so I do. <laughs> Because I played it on PS4, so I played I played on PS4 and Switch. I actually did it at the same time, which is kind of fucking stupid, but I did it because I bought the PS4 copy. And for those who don't know, Dragon Quest uh, 11 came out like a week or like a few days before, like came out in the same time Spider Man came out. So like I really didn't even play it. It kind of just sat there for a while. And I have to tell you, like I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan to the point when when I turned the PS4 version on and I did the opening scene. I had I had tears in my eyes of how beautiful the game was because it's been so long since we've had a true next gen console Dragon Quest game. There was none on PS3. The last one was on PS2. That was on a console. And then the only one before that was the the DS title for a mainline game. So it's cuz we didn't get 10 in the states. It only stayed in Japan on the Wii. Um so it it was really like it was very uh important for me to play the game on the ps4 first which is weird but like that's where i started dragging my dragon quest you know adventures i i started with um seven and eight those are the first two i ever played and i i suggest you Clyde, when you finish 11 you go buy seven i um, wouldn't say that i have seven on the ds on uh, 3ds yeah uh, i started it and it's actually, awesome there was actually a part was so funny it had me so laughing i took a picture of it and it's it, hanging in my cubicle at work it's so good. Seven was so good. Seven's got the one of the best storylines out of all of them. It's it's like an eighty hour story, like story. Well, well, I was like talking to the people there. I'm like talking to them, and and somebody was like, "Please, please, God, please let this debt collector get off my back." <laughs> so I took a picture of that and put it up at work. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. All right, so we're going to go into a little bit of news. We're going to discuss the upcoming releases for August. And I think we're also going to discuss the July uh, Nintendo Online games. Uh, Let's start with those. Yay. Uh, So Nintendo Online uh, gave us three new games this month. It's Claymate, Jelly Boy, and Bamboozle. Now, why don't you talk about them a little bit? Because I know you know more about it than I do. I've never heard of these. So we'll start with the one I'm the most familiar with, which is Claymates. Uh, it's a game made by the same studio that made um, Clay Fighters, which is a very controversial uh, fighting game where all the characters were made out of clay. And it was all Claymation. And it was really cool. And Claymates was very different at the time because it was a side-scrolling like action game, kind of like platformer. Uh, 
where you could switch characters and you know did they do different abilities and it, it was a really interesting game back when i was like 10 or 11 i don't remember when it came out fucking forever ago but like, <laughs> but i did rent it so i've played this one and i can't wait to play it again honestly because there are some gems on uh, in these online games i know i know most people shit on them because you know we're nintendo fans that's what we do we either bitch and moan and cry or we say oh man i want where's my metroid prime trilogy where's my where's my ocarina time hd remastered fifth edition because you know it has to be on every console has to be on every console but i um but, but Clay, claymates is okay it's okay i i would recommend putting giving it a go you could you could put it in your switch yeah i recommend it and what is it what is type of game is it i told you it's like a platformer oh i'm sorry i didn't hear you no it's okay it's like a cutie platformer like i like bubsy crap like that like stuff like that oh, in that okay. vein like acro the acrobat and all those great super nintendo platformers that we got that we don't get any more of now well, we do. We have Hat in Time, and what else? I'm trying to think of the other ones. Uh, Ukulele, uh, Gianna Sisters, which I'm currently playing, and a bunch of other things. I mean, it's it's an okay game. I would say I would say check it out. It's free. Why not? If you don't like it, send hate mail to Nintendo. They're not going to answer you, but you can try. Or send hate mail to Joe. <laughs> yeah, send hate mail to me because apparently, you know, it is what it is. All right, what's the second one again? Jelly Boy. So yeah, this one I've never played, but it looks kind of, it looks interesting. Uh, it it, it kind of looks like you play as like this jelly guy. It's kind of like this platformer where you I don't even know how to explain it. It looks it looks fucking terrible. I'm gonna pass on this one. Yeah, but what if it's a gem? I don't see it being a price uh, another Vice Project Doom where like that game took me by storm and I was like, Oh man, it's one of the greatest games ever. Well, I already knew that was a hidden gem on Nintendo before it came to um, Nintendo online, but I showed it to a lot of my friends and like, man, this really is a hidden gem. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. It's a fucking great game. Everyone's shown it. Um, so yeah. So if you haven't checked out vice project doom on Nintendo online, it's a Nintendo game. Uh, you should check it out. It's really cool. It mixes a whole bunch of different genres. It mixes like platforming with side scrolling with, um, like action sequences, first person shooting. It's crazy. It's crazy ass for a Nintendo game. It's really cool. It's kind of like near Automata before like, or Autonoma, however the fuck you want to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> CJ and Tanner can keep that argument going anyway. And the last game is Bamboozle. So Bamboozle looks like a kind of like a, um, to me, what I got from the trailer, what I watched from the great, you know, trailers that Nintendo makes for these awesome games that they keep giving us. Thank you, Nintendo, for all these awesome games. You hear the sarcasm in my voice. Uh, so it looks like a Bomberman clone, where like you play as like this thing that eats bombs, and like when you touch the bomb, it's like a puzzle, like platforming puzzler, where like you touch the bombs and then they blow up the platform, but you have to move off it before it blows up. It looks intriguing. I kind of want to check it out. I like games like I like puzzle games. I like a lot of the puzzle games of the Super Nintendo. I think like they've been very puzzle heavy with doing these. Um, with doing these offerings for online, we've gotten a lot of puzzle games. So, well, not this month if we got two platformers. I mean, I'm well. It's it's still a puzzler. You still have to like defuse the bombs and stuff. It looks it looks interesting though. I'm gonna check it out. I I, I would say I would say there's one. I would say definitely check out Claymates. The other two, you know, what's what's the risk? What's the you know what's the risk in trying out a free game? If you don't like it, don't like it. You don't have ever, you don't have to ever boot it up again. Maybe Nintendo will give you an SP mode of it next month because they don't can't think of any other games to give us. <laughs> 
for their best library. Fucking God. You know, from the fucking 900 games that they have, they can't give you anything good. These fucking three games. Which brings me, which brings me to a quick, like, rant. Like, like, like who picks these games? Like, I, honestly, like, what does Nintendo do with their headquarters? Do they just, like, take a hat and put a whole bunch of shitty games in a hat? And then they just shake it up. And they go, okay, well, let's pick one out. Bomboozled. Who remembers this piece of shit? I do. Cool. All right, so you can make the trailer for that one. All right. <laughs> All right, pick a second one out. Oh. Super Mario RPG. This is a good game. How'd this get in there? <laughs> Better move this. <laughs> this is only twenty dollars service. We can't afford this. <laughs> Put that one over here. Or a mother remake. If we ever, if we ever get, if we ever get our online hacked, we'll have to give these out for free again. So you need to leave these over here in this pool. <laughs> Fucking a, like who, like that guy needs a raise because, like, I, I don't know. He should have his own Twitter account where he's like, "I'm the guy that picks these." <laughs> Dude would get flamed immediately. Yes. And it's funny because, like, I watch a lot of YouTubers, and they're like, they always pick like their like off the wall crazy one that they want on there. And one guy was like, "I want Uniracers," and I was like. It's never gonna happen. Because <laughs> that game got pulled from shelves, and I don't even remember why. It was controversial back in the day, but I don't remember why. It got pulled, though. I had a copy of it. I actually bought Uniracers. Love it. It's one of, my favorite, one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. I thought, you know, it'd be kind of be nice to maybe we'll discover some gems we never thought of because we we're too busy wanting the bigger ones. You know what, Kali? I think that's a great way of thinking about it. But again, this is... This is <laughs> This is the drift cast and we represent the Nintendo fan and all they do is bitch and moan and shit on things. So <laughs> claymates gets my play it, try it. And the rest of them get my thumbs down. Don't eat, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. Well then let's go to the, the new releases for August on what you should be picking up. So the first on August 5th is the Falconer Warrior Edition. It's interesting that Switch is getting this. Right? And this come to everything that day though, like that it didn't that's not on. I think it's going to PS4 that day too. That's a possibility. I mean, I thought if you have another system, I'm thinking that you should play this on a diff- different system because I'm going to go with that. <laughs> it's uh probably graphic intensive because the trailer was like look how beautiful it looks and now we're gonna put it on the switch the game looks dope though you control a f- you're a falconer you control a falcon i mean that's pretty dope what's the <laughs> price tag on that though do you even know no i have no clue i'm too afraid to look it up because it's gonna be some 40 dollars shit and i'll be like pass not paying 40 dollars to be a falconer no i'll just go watch reruns of the snl falconer skit I really want to get my Falconer <laughs> fix on. Uh, now, uh, the next game, can't believe it's coming to Switch, Godfall. <laughs> now, See I my excitement? Say, <laughs> I had no words for that. I, I am very surprised because remember when I said that I was not excited for Godfall, that I needed more information, and you were like, but Kalai, it's from this, it's from Randy Pitchford, man. You love Borderlands. We want to play this. We want to play this. And now you have nothing to say about it. I have to, <laughs> I have to say, Corey wasted $60 on this. Or $70, I think. Or 90 Canadian, I guess. 
And he was like, yeah, that was money well spent. And I was like, was it? And he goes, no. I called it. I said, I'm going to wait for the reviews because if it's not Borderlands and it's coming from that studio, nothing good but Borderlands comes out of that studio. Maybe they just stick to what they're good at, which is making Borderlands. All right. Next is Shadowverse Champions Battle. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what it is, too. Let's hit the... Oh, thank you, Amazon. Uh, I feel like we should watch trailers for these going forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We did this spoiler way. alert! Spoiler alert! We weren't ready for this. Uh, we decided to do this today. Oh. So, oh, oh, this is definitely a no after the first freaking the anime version of the hit strategic multiplayer mobile PC card battling game. Uh, Corey will buy this. That's oh, a Corey, that's a Corey ass game. Possibly, no. yes. I mean, I like Yu-Gi-Oh, so maybe. Who knows? All right. The when next. When it's six dollars, I'll buy it on the eShop because I buy everything at six dollars. Yeah, but it's. I think it was expensive. It's fifty bucks. It'll be six dollars one day, Clive. <laughs> the next game is foreclosed. Um, <laughs> not ringing a bell. I could look it up though. Uh, I got it. I, there's a buy it button, which will bring me. Uh, there's a buy it button. Are you on the Switch right now? No. I'm gonna look it up with the Switch. Let's see if there's. A oh, oh! Foreclosed is a narrative-driven action adventure set in a cyberpunk world filled with action, suspense, and experimental augmentations. Um, I don't trust any game that has cyberpunk in its description name. No. Yeah, but it's on the Switch, so the graphics. Fool aren't me bad. once, shame on you. Fool me <laughs> twice, not fucking buying cyberpunk again. <laughs> Watch Cyberpunk come to Switch. Like when they get everything nailed out, they're like, "Oh, I'm coming to the Nintendo Switch, the game of the year, Cyberpunk." Follow the story of Evan Kapinos, his identity recently foreclosed, stripped of his high job, his brain implants, and his access to the city blockchains. He must now escape before his identity and implants are auctioned off. I would totally play that. I would totally play that. That sounds like a nice action game. I mean, it sounds interesting. The next game, I don't know what it is, but just the name alone is a no for me. Rims Racing. What is it? Rims Racing. Rims Racing? Yes. Like like rims on your car? Yes. Okay. Sounds like a racing game, and we know how that goes over with me, Joe. Uh, you suck at racing games. I do. Not your fault, you just suck at them. The next game is Monster Harvest. Uh, okay. It's a Pokemon clone? Sounds like a Pokemon clone. No, it sounds like a Stardew Valley clone. A farming adventure with a twist. Get ready to set out on an adventure of a lifetime as you start a new life in Planimal Point. Develop your own farm, build and customize your own house, craft your own furniture, make some delicious jams, and meet take your crops to create the loyal and fiercest companions you can take into battle. During yeah. your journey through Plamidal Point, you'll discover the strange slimes which can mutate your crops in ways you would never have imagined. Alright, this game looks like a sleeper hit. I'm, I'm think, think of that. It looks really weird, right? I mean, Very eclectic. it's like Pokemon meets Animal 30, Crossing meets... 30, 35 bucks! It's so many genres mixed together. It's like making my head spin. I know. I'm like, 
It's like a dual screens game. Like, I feel like they had this guy on or the person on, or they might have I, discussed I, this game in the past. I don't I know. Would this play. sounds familiar. Yeah, I'd play it. I mean, I would play it. I mean, I mean, I'd play anything. I played fucking Fast and the Furious on the PS4. I literally have no, I have no, like, there's no, like, hey, I won't play that. Fast and the Furious, Kali. Fast and the Furious. The next one is King's Bounty 2. Uh, yeah. I never played King's Bounty 1, but I heard it's a good game. I have no idea what it is. Uh, is the long-awaited sequel to the legendary King's Bounty video game franchise, one of the most iconic, or blah, 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 turn-based RPG genre. Interesting. Oh, you had me at RPG. Right. You had me at turn-based. The game offers players a truly immersive experience with turn-based combat that adds weight to their every decision, whether leading an army into battle against unliving horrors or interacting with other characters across the land. I feel like they got all those buzzwords in there that I need, like immersive, <laughs> uh, turn-based, <laughs> RPG, RPG. You you had me at RPG. I want to like make one of the. I want to make a meme where it's like, do you remember uh, um, Jerry Maguire, where? Um, Renee Zellweger's like you had me at hello. I want one where it's like you had me at turn base. <laughs> that releases on August twenty fourth. August twenty fourth. So, all right, all right. Yeah, the last release, which is August twenty seventh. I'm guessing that you'll be able to talk about because I've never played this series. Mm-hmm. No more heroes three. Yeah, that's a day one purchase for me, baby. Let's go. Right. Travis Touchdown's back. Uh, I'm super excited for this. Uh, I'm a huge No More Heroes fan. Played the first one, played the second one, bought them both. I actually only bought the first one on Switch. I intended to beat it and then buy the second one, and then I never beat it. It's actually I'm actually playing it now, currently. I'm trying to do, like, one person, one, like, assassin a day. So have you ever played any of them, Kalai? I have not. So here's, here's so, my first question for you first. Sure. When you play them, should you play them in order? Can you can you just or can you just go out and be like, I'm going to pick up three now? No, I'll play them in order. Mm. You want to see where Travis Touchdown comes from, and you want to see his humble beginnings. So basically, how do I explain this? Do you ever see the movie Kill Bill? Uh, yeah. I know it's amazing. I know. I, know I met quest. him. Stupid fucking question. You met Derek, Dave, uh, David Carradine. He's pretty awesome. Um, he he was. Yeah, I know. I know. He's gone. Rest in peace. Uh, so anyway, um, so we're talking about No More Heroes, right? So there's this guy named Travis Touchdown, and basically he wants to sleep with a woman. And the woman's like, you need to kill the 10 greatest assassins or the 10, like, you have to kill, like, the 10 assassins and then I'll sleep with you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Fuck yeah. That's the game. And it's dope. It's so it's got really good adult humor. It mixes one of my. It has wrestling in it, so wrestling is always dope. Like you can do like power drivers and drop kicks and stuff like that. And it uses it's the most notorious Wii game of all time because it used the Wii motion controls, but to like charge up your lightsaber when it like died, you had to do like a jerk off motion like this. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about this game. So yeah, game's fucking awesome. So. Basically, use like a beam katana and like you slice through your enemies and then they drop like a lot of money and use that money to rank up because you need to pay to fight the next assassin. And then sometimes to do that because you don't have any money, you have to go do odd jobs like mow lawns 
and like do odd jobs, <laughs> not co- not coconuts out of trees and shit. It's it's is a fucking crazy game, Claw. You should check it out. It's on Steam too, I think. It sounds like though I really want to play it on the Switch. It, it it's fun. It's fun on the Switch. It does use the most controls if you play it. Like if you want to play it on your actual TV, you can use most controls. So, but you can play a handheld with just the base controls because it did come to. Uh, it got remastered on PS3, both of them. And the second one is really good too, though. But the third one is crazy because we take the fight to space now. Like apparently, like there's a space invasion. He's got to kill like the ten best space assassins. I don't really know the plot line too much, but it looks fucking dope. I'm in day one. It's an action plot. It's an action game on the Switch. We don't get too many of those, so it's 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 a nice breath of fresh air. And Grasshopper Studio makes amazing games. That's all I can say. Oh, by the way, speaking of motion controls, I'm going to have to tell you real quick. Uh, my my good friend Carl picked up Skyward Sword, and he said that it's what the game should have been originally. That's dope. Uh, I want to buy Skyward Sword. I don't want to keep giving Nintendo money for ports. But <laughs> that being said, if they port any Fire Emblem game, they're getting my money day one. So I'm a fucking hypocrite. You heard it here. Fucking hypocrite. <laughs> Like, well, I, I stand on these cliffs where I'm like, nah, buy Zelda because I don't like it. But if they made a fucking Fire Emblem game tomorrow, I'll be like, what? You want to remake Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn? Oh. Charge us seventy dollars for it. You can charge me a hundred for both of them, and I pay. I'd pay it because it's better than paying a hundred sealed for a GameCube version that I have to fucking dust off my GameCube to play or my Wii. Jesus, <laughs> isn't it on the 3DS? No, those aren't no. Uh. No, that's what I thought. That's what Echoes was gonna be when they started doing that Echo series. They were like, "Oh, we're we're gonna make like Fire Emblem Echoes, where we bring back older games." And I thought it was gonna be a series, but then they were like, mm, "No, we're just gonna make one." Now we're on to this thing called the Switch. All right, so we're getting together to talk about the old Bud Switch. Oh, we're done with news. Yeah, we're uh, done. With oh, I mean, we're done with all the releases for next month. Yes, we're done. Wow, there's like nothing really next month. This is like a really heavy month in July. I mean, I only bought no games in July. <laughs> did you buy any Switch games in July? I didn't. And there was a lot of good ones, but I didn't buy well, any. I did, but it wasn't released for July. I mean, there's like a million coming out in July for the rest of the month. No, you bought one in July, didn't you buy? Shimon Gansi. Was it Monster Hunter Stories July? It was, but I didn't buy it. You didn't buy Stories 2 yet? No. I didn't buy it yet either. I played the demo, though. If you guys want to check out a really good game from July, check out Monster Hunter Stories 2. Fucking dope game. I Just, thought I should be, beat the first one first. You don't really have to. The story's really kind of contained. Um, you can... Um, so, honestly, if you want to play a really good RPG that mixes, like, Pokemon with, like, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Stories is your jam, bro. I have friends that I put like 70 hours in that don't play Pokemon, but play Monster Hunter. And they're like, this game's fucking dope. I was like, you know what? Kind of want to get it now. And Monster Hunters, the way the combat works is it's a uh, like a very simple combat system. Uh, so if you have uh, little kids that are playing games with you, it might be something you can enjoy with like a, a younger child. You know, because Switch is for kids, right? Yeah. Oh, we do have people like Levi listens to the show and he plays with his niece a lot now. He got oh, I thought you were saying Levi was a kid. I was like, I agree with that statement. 
No, he likes to play with his niece. <laughs> Stories would be good for him and his niece, correct? I think so. I think I don't know if he would get down with that game, but like I think it'd be a good game. I don't. I don't really see him as a Pokemon player too much. I don't know. I don't know his past. I uh, just, I just need. He, I just know he needs to play Fire Emblem. Like you, you need to get on that, Levi. Get on some Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Switch. Get it going. Get it going. Uh, so let's see the OLED. So OLED switch. So what did you think when you heard this announcement? So I got hyped first. It was okay. So here's how I talked to Corey about this. I'm like, Hey Corey, remember that cool announcement for final fantasy, uh, all the final fantasy remakes that square did. And they were like, and you're going to be able to play them all on the fucking PC. Oh, on mobile and steam. That's how I felt about the OLED. I was like, okay, cool. We're getting another switch. It's not a graphical. It's not a graphical upgrade. It does have a memory upgrade, which I thought was cool. I like how they did that. They gave you sixty-four gigs on on board instead of the normal thirty-two, which I feel like is nice. They're giving you giving you something. But for that for that for that client, couldn't they just throw in like one hundred and twenty or whatever? Like if you're gonna go that far, just go the extra mile. Just go. But a lot of people were disappointed that this wasn't a 4K switch. I mean, let I mean, people again. As the voice of the people for the Driftcast, I have to say, what were you fucking expecting? <laughs> I know I wasn't expecting a 4K switch. <laughs> when has Nintendo ever put out anything that's been 4K? One, let's go as one. Two, when have they ever modernized anything for modern consoles? Like, when have they ever kept up with anybody? They're always, like, one generation behind. And it actually plays to their strengths because what they do is they maximize gameplay, storytelling. And I said gameplay already, but I'll say it again, gameplay. It's all about gameplay with Nintendo. It's not about an innovation. Innovation. Nintendo is the innovation company. They do it better than anybody else. And it's fucking terrible. I'll bitch and complain every Mario game. Why is there so many fucking gimmicks in this Mario game? Oh, this Mario game's fucking great. It's the greatest fucking Mario game ever. I'll play them all. Like, oh, I don't like the flood. Oh, fucking Sunshine's my favorite Mario 3D platformer. Oh, I don't like the hat throwing thing. Oh, that's really cool in Mario Gal- or Mario Odyssey. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't like having to use motion controls. Oh, fu- well, Galaxy uses them the best out of any game on the on the on the Wii U. And no more heroes. Well, that was on the Wii, but yeah, you're, I, you know, they upgraded from that. Yes, jerk off controls and like doing stuff that you did in Mario Galaxy. Two different things. Two different things. Two completely different. <laughs> they evolved. But anyway, um, I think it's kind of amazing that people are so shocked with this announcement of the OLED Switch. Uh, do you have the specs up? I do not. So I know it's. It would be fair. I know it's a seven inch screen and the bezel is kind of a little further out, but they didn't get rid of all of it, which is what people were bitching and complaining about the first switch. They're like, well, if they just put the bezel all the way out to the edges, the screen will be so big. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it would. But do you know how annoying that would be? And like, you get your hands on it. Like, I think the switch is perfect the way it is. I do. And I love my Switch, and I still have an OG Switch, so am I probably going to buy an OLED? Yeah, probably. And here's why. Like, And I'll go into that next. 
why would I buy an OLED switch after I just bitched about it? One, I'm a Nintendo fan, and we bitch about things that we buy them. So that's one. <laughs> so we do. It's just what we do. No, I'm not gonna buy those amiibos. Those amiibos look stupid. Oh, they're the coolest fucking thing ever. It's a fad now. Oh man, I'm not gonna buy that Pokemon game. Oh, everybody has it. Well, gotta go out and buy it. That's how I got on the Pokemon train. Nintendo remember? fucking <laughs> tricks you, man. They, they, they use fucking Nintendo witchcraft on you. So they're using it on me here. So how? I like that OLED OLED screen. I really, really do. Uh, the only thing the OLED screen worries me about is now that the screen's more expensive, I don't want to ever touch the fucking thing. So if anything has touch controls, not playing that on Switch. Nope, I'll play that on PS4. Nope. Because <laughs> I'm not touching that screen. It's expensive. Who knows? I'll probably get Dead Pixel mine anyway. Fucking mine the fucking Nintendo look. And you'll have Drift Joy-Cons right on the... <laughs> At least they're detachable still. <laughs> <laughs> like I was waiting for them to announce a no a no detachable switch. It's a non switch. It's, it's it's the switch off. It's the off switch. It's the Nintendo off switch. Nintendo off switch. We just we just can't remove the Joy Cons. They're glued on, and they're not even like they actually like made a new switch. It's just the old switch. It's called the off switch, and they just glued the Joy Cons on with, with Gorilla Glue. They just can't get them off. Wait, is that the Nintendo Light? The Nintendo Switch Light? Kind of, maybe that's how they came up with the light. They were like, "Oh, well, if we just glue these shits on, and then we just like put something, we just we just put like putty over top of the glue, they won't know." <laughs> it's like how they came up with the 2DS. They're like, "Oh shit, if we just make a flat 3DS and then we put plastic around it, it's like an iPad, but it's like Nintendo. We call it the 2DS." <laughs> uh, so when. They were when there was rumors of the Nintendo Switch Pro. Jim and I had a conversation because I was buying the Monster Hunter Edition Switch, still looks beautiful with the matching controller. So Jim knew. Jim knew. Wait, Jim's like, why would you buy that? Well, because it's pretty looking, and I really want it. But the Switch Pro is coming out. There's no Switch Pro coming out. They said that. But, yeah, but, but, Nintendo but, also said there was no other Switch model coming either, so Nintendo's a bunch of fucking liars. But Don't wait, anything they say. But wait, he's like, no, no, there's leaked rumors. There's going to be a 4K Switch, and I'm going to want a 4K Switch. These are all, this is also coming from the company that was like, oh, yeah, we're not, you know, yeah, we're not going to do online gaming subscription. Oh, here's Nintendo Switch Online. Well, wait. I had said to Jim, I was like, I'm going to tell you exactly why it's not going to be a 4K Switch. Uh, Nintendo hates What us. do you possibly play on Nintendo that you need 4K in? Mario Golf. And or that's... Shitty Nintendo online games. Come on, I want to play those in 4K, Kalai. And that's how I knew that the 4K rumor was bogus. Because Nintendo does not need to do 4K. And somebody said to me, when I, when I said I knew it wasn't going to be 4K, he said, well, they should. I said, well, why should they do 4K? He goes, well, because everybody else is doing it, and they need to keep up with everybody else. So if Nintendo, so if, if, if Microsoft and Sony jumped off a bridge, so Nintendo should do it too? Correct. It's fucking Nintendo- stupid logic by Nintendo fans. I love you guys to death, but like, do you understand what you're saying? 
Like, do you understand why Nintendo's got to where they are? It's because well, this isn't a Nintendo fan. This was a Sega fan, and tell me how Sega's better than Nintendo. Sega fans just shut their mouths and be quiet. When was the last <laughs> good Sega game or Sonic game? Don't oh, okay. The last good Sega game is fucking Persona, but that doesn't count because they own Atlas. So they didn't make anything. They just took. They were just like, oh, well, we bought it. So in a, in a sense, they're like the first Microsoft buying up shit. See, so Sega did it first. So, I was like, they don't need to do it because you said it earlier. It's about innovation and not being part of the pack, which is why I like Nintendo. They're my wolf, bro. Am I going to buy the OLED? No, the OLED is not targeted towards me. I have a Switch that I like. like Nintendo is a one-man wolf pack. Wow, you really don't want me to speak today, Corey. I mean, Joe. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. I was going to say that the OLED is more targeted to you because you do have the older Switch, and it, you're going to eventually want to upgrade to the more the longer battery life. I also only play handheld most of the time, so it benefits exactly. me that way, too. Exactly. And a part of me thinks that they're going after the Vita crowd. What Vita crowd? people that are still sticking to that the Vita's the best system ever and that they shouldn't let it die. Because the first Vita was an OLED and people were very upset when they no longer had that option. I mean, I think the funniest thing about the Vita is everyone's like, it's the greatest system. It has like no games. It has games, but like there's not a lot to play on there that like would really entice someone to buy a Vita. I know. And you know what the funny part I is? I think it's it's funny. It's like as they get older, those people who play Vita and they get older, they're going to realize something. That Vita screen is freaking tiny. Oh, I thought you were going to say they realized they were wrong about the Vita. <laughs> I mean, the Vita's a good system. But... It is a good system. I think that if it would have got more support, like, like, what if the Vita got the support that the PSP got? Wouldn't be uh, having this conversation right now. Because well, there would probably be a Vita 2 right now. Well, yes, but they needed to get rid of the touch controls because that was some of the games used it properly and most of them didn't or didn't use them at all some I mean one (laughs) alright anything else to say before we get out of here Joe alright so you're you're definitely not buying an OLED right you're like you're No. no it's not for you no I'd rather put the money towards a PS5 or Xbox One. All right, all right. I mean, I have a PS5, so do I want to buy an OLED? Yes and no. Um, no, because I could use that money. It's three hundred. First of all, the price tag is three hundred fifty dollars. So if I'm going to spend that much money, I might as well just buy a fucking Xbox One or Xbox Series S. Yeah, but you're going to want the more. I'm surprised you haven't upgraded to the better battery life, anyways. I know, I know, I know. And the difference between the uh, the current Switch and the OLED is fifty bucks. I feel like I'm a product of my time, Pillai. I'm an old I'm an old hat. So like I can like sit by the charging station and just let my thing charge while I play it. I don't need to have the nine hour hour battery life. It'll be amazing. I know you didn't need to have a PS5, but you bought one anyways. Well, it's the next step though. Like I I'm a I'm a PlayStation gamer. Like I need to have the next thing. I don't, this is the, okay, so this is the first generation of Nintendo handhelds, because I consider this a handheld, 
for me it is, that I did not iterate yet. I've iterated every time Nintendo's made iterations. I bought I bought the system without just blindly out of my undying faith to Nintendo and their handheld division. They got me hooked. They got me hooked when I was 10 years old for my 10th birthday. I got a Game Boy. I remember it well. My mom stole it all the time, played Tetris on it when I was sleeping, drained the batteries, and then gave it back to me dead. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I know you played Tetris all night. No, I didn't. I'm like, Mom, I'm Stacy told me you playing Tetris all night. Come on. You're lying to me. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, I bought every... I bought a Game Boy. I bought a Play It Loud Game Boy, a red one. I got that for my dad for Christmas when I turned 11 or 12. I got a Game Boy Pocket, which I traded Super Nintendo games for for the kid down the street because he had one and I wanted one. I was like, I'll trade you Speedy Gonzalez and some other shitty game that you like that I totally jipping you on this deal, and I'll take your green Game Boy Pocket. Thank you. Because for those of you who don't know, the Game Boy Pocket had a like a it had the thing where it didn't have like the green tint on the screen, so you could play it in like the light better. You didn't need as much like you didn't need like a lamp over top of you to like illuminate the screen. It kind of did it itself, not itself, but it was just easier to see. I don't know how to, I don't know how to technically explain this to people. Yeah, I just use faker quotes. I don't know how to like technically explain how this actually fucking works, but it didn't have the green tint that the normal Game Boy had. It was just like like a beige background with like black. Everything was black. It's cool. Very cool. Very sleek. I loved my a Game Boy Pocket. Loved it. Um, then I graduated to a Game Boy Color. I got a teal one. Loved it. It was my favorite Game Boy that I probably ever owned. My sister now has it. She owns it with my lunchbox of Game Boy Color games and Game Boy games. Still has it to this day. Um, then I also then I went and graduated to the Game Boy Advanced, and I had a purple one that my mom's boyfriend bought us when we went to Florida. Or no, he Dominican Republic. He wanted us to have something cool to play on the plane, so he bought us all brand new Game Boys. I was like, yes. So then after that. I got the greatest. I got the Holy Grail. I got the Game Boy, the uh, the Game Boy Advance SP, which is the greatest Game Boy ever made. Period. That's the clamshell model for all those you don't know. And it was backlit. It was really fucking dope. Console, probably the best Game Boy ever to exist. I had a backlit model too. Actually, I iterated to the backlit model after I had my regular one. So I had a purple one to start. Then I had the Cobalt Black one. Then I had a DS. That, or no, sorry. Then I had, oh, what the fuck was it called? The the brick. I had the brick DS. Did you have a brick DS, Cly? Probably. I've had them all. The fucking the really ugly clamshelled one that was like huge. I had that one. Then I graduated to the DS Lite. Then the DS Lite uh, XL, which is my favorite DS of all time. I had the Dragon Quest one. It's fucking dope. So I had a DS, uh, DS Lite XL. Then I gave that to my uh, my best friend for his kid because they were fighting over Pokemon because he only had one DS. So I gave him mine because I didn't use it anymore because I graduated to a 3DS at that point. Mm-hmm. And then after my black 3DS, I bought a 3DS XL Red, which is my favorite 3DS I ever owned. I still have it to this day, but the hinges cracked. So I have a cracked hinge on mine. 
So I was like, I can't really play it that much anymore because I'm just afraid it's going to break. And it's got like all my games on it. So I just don't want to touch it. And then I never bought a 2DS. And I never bought a 2DS XL. But I'm really in the market for one now. But they're like, they're like shooting up a price. So I'm, I'm going to try and find one quick before they get ridiculously expensive. But And then that leads you to the modern day, which is the Switch. And I only bought... I got one for Christmas, uh, the second year, the second Christmas that it was available. My wife, my wife surprised me at one. She refused to buy it, and then she was just caved in and bought it. She you know, didn't shut the fuck up. Um, so she bought me a Switch, and then that's where I am today. But I never iterated again, and I didn't iterate on PS4 either. I had a base model, never iterated. I just don't need the bells and whistles all the time. Uh, the Nyar battery life intrigues me, and. I mean, we talked a while about me buying your other one off of you when you bought your Monster Hunter one, and then I just never did it, which was stupid. I should have just fucking bought yours. I know. I, I traded mine in. I know. I should just fucking bought it off you because, honestly, like, what were you going to do with it besides trade it in? That was my plan. Because you had a nine-hour battery one, and then you traded for another nine-hour battery one. So, yeah. It is what it is. Looking, so. I, know, right, I know. I know. I know. You ready to land this plan? I'm landing a plan. What's landing a plan? You mean land a plane? Yes. We're going to clean this shit up. Are we going to clean this shit up? Are we just going to steal everybody's fucking taglines to end shows? (laughs) So are we 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 going to say, are we going to say like, uh, what's, what's kind of funny is are we going to fucking, uh, 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 this is the person that needs help today. His name's Roger. He wants help with battlegrounds, WWE battlegrounds on the switch. No, we're not doing that. We can end the show. Well, before we do that we can drift on out of here that's our tagline we can drift on out of here but before we do that uh we are the loop bros uh we do have the main show which is the loop bros uh podcast we have an xbox podcast done by uh cj the man himself from australia we also what's what's that show called again the xbox cast i don't remember no it's got like some really like high brown high brown name they're trying to be cool try to be the cool kids X bots over there. Also, we have the comic cast and the two two three six, and of course, they are part of the Ninja Loot Band. So check them out. We are on Facebook under the Loop Bros Podcast. We are on Discord under Loop Bros Podcast. Uh, so come hang out with us. Uh, if you need an invite, just ask, and we will invite you. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Driftcast. See you later, guys. We'll be right back.